It's been about six months since I started the Bells and Whistles Theater, which is kind of the creative home of this podcast now. It's where I release all the upcoming episodes, extra scenes, and standalone short stories. I'm working on my second short story now. And if you're curious about how things are going with the podcast, if I will keep podcasting, uh, and if I am able to survive as a creator, I have just published a free episode of my In the Wings Behind the Scenes podcast, where I discuss um, how I feel about the Bells and Whistles Theater in the Lesbian Romantic Podcast and its future right now. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for free, and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind-the-scenes podcast. All right, let's get to this episode. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is The Blogger Story, Part 17. After seeing the picture of Leah and that girl, looking all happy and great together, Emily crashed. There really was no other word for it. She just crashed. For the first time since she came back from France, she cried. She cried for hours. She couldn't stop. It was like her heart had held its breath for months and now demanded to speak freely. She was sick of pretending she wasn't thinking about Leah. Emily was sick of feeling lost and empty. She was fed up with wasting time. She wasn't doing her job well. She wasn't functioning. She wasn't focusing. Pretending she wasn't thinking about Leah clearly wasn't working for her. Hiding under the covers of her hotel bed, Emily finally let herself cry. She cried until she was too tired to spill another tear. Early in the morning, instead of getting up and going to work, she turned off her phone and let herself fall into a deep sleep. It was dark again by the time she woke up, dizzy and disoriented. She needed a couple of seconds to realize where she was, what day it was. 9 p.m.? She said in shock after checking the clock on the wall. Sixteen hours? She'd slept for sixteen hours? Was that even possible? Emily's stomach growled loudly. She sat up and ran a hand through her long, dark hair. Oh. She felt lightheaded. She needed to eat. Her first idea was to order room service. 
like she always did. She could catch up on her email while she waited for the food. But she didn't want to work. She felt a flash of despair when she thought of opening her inbox. It must be exploding by now. Only then, she remembered turning her phone off before falling asleep. Oh my God. Emily quickly looked around to find her phone. I cannot just turn off my phone. I'm a VP, for Christ's sake, she thought. Then again, she worked every day and at all hours of the day. She could afford to sleep through one day. I just hope I didn't pick the wrong day, she thought. And I'm pretty sure I'm losing it. But I want some more rest. I need some more time. Okay, no inbox for now. But she would turn on her phone and check for urgent messages. Emily found her smartphone under a pillow next to her own. As soon as she held the phone in her hand, she thought of the picture of Leah again. No more tears welling up, she realized. But the stab in her chest still felt as painful as it did before she fell asleep. While her phone booted up, Emily reflected on having feelings for a woman she barely knew. They only met once. Okay, more than once, she had to admit. But the short encounters in Brussels hardly counted as getting to know Leah. The intense hours they spent together in France were the real culprit, she knew instinctively. And, she had to admit, the attractive blogger did get under her skin a bit immediately after bumping into Emily on that street in Brussels. Much to her own surprise, Emily now smiled when she thought of that first encounter. A short bleep announced the phone was waiting for Emily's password. She entered the long passcode. She felt even more lightheaded now. I really need to get some food, she thought. Her phone bleeped. Voicemail notifications. First, these messages. Emily listened to the messages on her voicemail. There were only three of them. Nothing important. She was surprised. It was a small miracle. Seems I'll be getting away with playing hockey, she thought, and felt a bit giddy. Oh, I think I need some fresh air. My brain clearly is not getting enough oxygen. Fresh air and something to eat. That meant going outside. Emily looked at the laptop on her nightstand and made up her mind. For some reason, she wanted to be as far away from it as she could. I should take a shower before I go anywhere. Emily stared at her shirt and pants on the floor. Or I can just grab some jeans and a baseball cap. She grinned. <laughs> Seems like I'm going rogue all the way today. She practically hopped out of bed, walked to the closet, and quickly selected an old jeans, a hoodie, and found her old cap still tucked away in her suitcase. 
She left the hotel after freshening up a bit, using the bathroom sink in her room. Her eyes were red and puffy, but her hair was fine, and her outfit would make her practically unrecognizable. The streets were filled with business people hurrying home after a late night at the office, and the first wave of locals flooding the streets on their way to dinner somewhere. While Emily walked to the corner of the street, she wondered if there was a good burger place nearby. She could check her phone and probably find one, but she didn't feel like it. No, she'd just go with the flow. Emily shook her head, amazed at her own weird condition. This was all so unlike her. And she started to look around for a place serving burgers. Emily didn't know these streets very well. She had checked in into a different hotel after she came back from France. The new hotel was further away from the office, but its neighborhood had that universal atmosphere of an international western city. Large stores with brands like Apple and even Tesla made Emily feel at home in some global, urban way. After walking through a couple of more streets with impressive apparel and jewelry stores with brightly lit storefronts, Emily finally found a place that served burgers. She stepped inside and was immediately asked if she wanted a table for two by a young waiter. He was wearing a ridiculous uniform and looked like he was at the end of his shift. No, for one she replied. The waiter just nodded and walked away towards the back of the restaurant. Emily quickly followed. The guy pointed at a small table right next to the kitchen door. Not exactly Emily's first choice, but she decided to roll with it and sat down. She scanned the menu and ordered a local beer and a portobello burger once the waiter came back to check on her. Emily sat back and waited, looking around. Delicious but overwhelming scents drifted out of the kitchen. The restaurant was pretty busy, and despite it being a crisp evening outside, the temperature inside was a bit too high to be comfortable. She took off her cap and threw it on the seat next to her. Emily's thoughts quickly returned to Leah she did feel some sort of relief. Having feelings for someone wasn't what she wanted, but at least now she was honest with herself about it. It was a bit funny. Jealousy finally undid her, Emily thought. Seeing Leah being happy with another woman had made her feel so powerless and jealous. The emotions were finally too strong to ignore. Emily shook her head. She wasn't proud of being jealous, especially since she really did want Leah to be happy, along with the relief of admitting to herself what she was feeling, came a dread of knowing she would just have to sit with it. Contacting Leah was out of the question. Too much had happened. There was no excuse to ever see Leah or talk to Leah again. Anna would kill her if Emily ever did get in touch with Leah, and rightfully so. 
even if she was allowed to talk to Leah. There was no use for it. She wasn't into relationships. Her job was a relationship. A new, nagging thought popped up in her mind. Ah, uh, self-absorbed much? It's not about you. She's dating someone else. Emily sighed. It's still hard to think about the picture. God, I really am going bananas, she thought. It took Emily a few seconds to realize her phone was ringing. She pulled it out of her jeans pocket and took a quick look at the screen. She froze. Her stomach dropped. The busy restaurant suddenly seemed to spin around her. The air felt thick and suffocating. Emily stared at the caller ID on her screen. Her heart was racing. A mix of emotions quickly replacing the shock she first felt. In the meantime, the phone's volume was increasing, and she could sense people were starting to look her way. Emily's thumb hoovered over the deny call button, but she couldn't quite bring herself to it. She pushed the button on the side of the device to silence the loud ringtone instead, but kept staring at the name on the screen. Rebecca. As Emily's mind tried to catch up with reality and decide what to do. Rebecca's name suddenly disappeared from the screen. A new missed call notification popped up. Emily waited to see if a voicemail alert would follow. She held her breath. After a while, with no new message arriving, she put the phone down on the table, closed her eyes, and sat back. Nothing happened, she told herself. She called you, and you didn't answer. She might call again, and you still won't answer. She could do this. After what happened in Brussels, Emily never wanted to see Rebecca again. Leah had been right. Rebecca was bad for her, and she really had tried to... rape Emily in the bathroom. You failed the test. A voice near her suddenly said. Emily's hands started shaking. She knew that voice. It couldn't be. I thought I recognized you, but I wasn't sure, since you are dressed so... Emily opened her eyes, turned her head, and met Rebecca's cold, blue eyes. The tall woman was standing right next to Emily's table, dressed in a perfect dark blue suit. A stunning pearl necklace around her neck. She looked very much out of place. Rebecca's eyes scanned Emily's face. Are you okay? You look like shit. Emily was still too stunned to reply. She didn't know if she wanted to fight or flee. She knew she couldn't stay calm. Anger flared up inside her. I saw you walking in here, and decided to call you, see if you answered. As I said, you failed the test, sweetie. 
Rebecca's use of the pet name Emily had come to despise after what happened in the city hotel finally brought focus to Emily's mind. I told you, we shouldn't see each other again, she managed to say. Rebecca gave her a thin smile. Our last conversation was... Interrupted. I thought you might have reconsidered by now. Emily's whole body shook. Her eyes narrowed, and a surge of rage made her jump up from her seat. She was breathing fast and standing right in front of Rebecca now. Emily was wearing sneakers, and she had to look up a bit to meet Rebecca's eyes. This seemed to amuse Rebecca, whose smile now turned into a twisted grin. It enraged Emily. But a voice deep inside her told her she was better than this. She could just walk away. All she had to do was take the first step, and then the next, and then one more. Emily was acting on instinct now. Her trembling hand searched for the euro bills she'd grabbed from her wallet before leaving the hotel room. She threw them on a the table for the waiter, and then stepped back. Emily made herself break off the eye contact with Rebecca, picked up her phone, and took that first step. And then the next. And then another one. Finally, she stepped outside, even though she didn't know how she got there. The crisp air woke her up from her daze and made her walk faster. After a short while, she started jogging. And then, as soon as she turned the corner, she ran. She ran as hard as she could. Emily shut the hotel room door behind her and closed the extra lock. She just stood there in the hallway of her room for a minute or two, her sweaty face in her hands, still trembling. Then, Emily slowly made her way over to the bed and sat down. A tsunami of emotions was coming her way. She could feel it like she was holding on to the last treads of a protective shield and the wounding pain was already piercing through it here and there. She wasn't sure if she could make it through this. She gasped for air, her breath quickening again. Panic was rolling over her in waves. Her mind was spinning. And then, a single light in the darkness. Emily remembered Leah's worried, caring green eyes. She remembered how Leah had held her on the bathroom floor of the bed and breakfast in France. Emily felt tears welling up in her eyes again. The ache for Leah was unbearable now. She had to talk to Leah. Leah would understand. Leah was the only one who would understand. The only one who knew what happened. She was no longer thinking. Emily just grabbed her phone from her pocket and opened the messenger app. She still had Leah programmed into it. So Emily tapped on Leah's name and started typing.
This was part 17 of the blogger story and episode 30 of the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. Yes, 30 already. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like this podcast, please leave a review or rating on iTunes so others can discover it too. You can also check out the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And if I don't see you there, I'll see you here next week in the next part of the blogger story. Bye.